Welcome to Sex Chat for Christian Wives. I'm Chris Taylor of Honeycomb and Spice. I'm Gay Christmas of Calm, Healthy, Sexy. I'm Jay Parker of Hot, Holy, and Humorous. And I'm Bonnie Burns of Strong Wives. Pull up your chair to our virtual kitchen table and let's chat. Welcome to another episode of Sex Chat for Christian Wives. It's hard to believe, but today we're going to start talking about the holidays. By the time we publish this episode, our American listeners will be starting to think about Thanksgiving. Canadian listeners, we know you've already celebrated yours. And then the Christmas season for all of us will begin in earnest. So what does that have to do with sex? Just this, the six or seven weeks from mid-November until New Year's Day are some of the busiest and most stressful of the year for women. And we know from previous episodes, and you likely know from your own experience, that stress can mess with your libido and sex life. So we want to talk a little bit about stress and sex, but then mostly about ways to reduce holiday stress and enjoy fun sex and intimacy with your husband during the holiday season. So ladies, what's the relationship between stress and sex? How can stress affect sex for women, but also for men? Well, stress can have a dampening effect on your drive emotionally, but it also can have a physiological one. Stress releases cortisol in your body and cortisol actually dampens sexual interest. And so you can find yourself just not as interested. And uh, this can be for the wife. Um, Sometimes also some wives note that this happens with their husbands during this time. But I will just confess that I have been the higher desire spouse in my own marriage for a few years. And just the last two or three weeks, I have not been. I have not had that much interest and it is very much tied to stress going on in my life. Many men find that especially as they get older, stress can have a negative effect on their sexual interest and their libido and their ability to even respond sexually. Although others will say that when they're stressed, that's when they most need the release that comes with sex. And I think that's somewhat true for many women as well, but I lost my thought. Jay, you can do some magic or just cut that all out. I'll think of what I was going to say. I'm sorry. Was it about mental distractions? Because that's another thing you thought about. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And it can mess with your train of thought. So, obviously. (laughs) So, you know, if you have all those little mental browser tabs open in your head and you get distracted, one of that can can just kind of pull your focus away from being totally present sexually. Or maybe that's just me. I don't know. (laughs) No, it's not just you. And, you know, there's different kinds of stress. I mean, there's short-term stress, which can actually just give us an energy boost. Doesn't have to be a bad thing. There's actually good stress, like stress of looking forward to a vacation and packing and getting everything done for that vacation. That's fun, but it's still stressful. So I guess it's where you land in the kind of stress, what the holidays mean to you. Some people are really energized by the holidays. Yeah, sex and stress, if if it's long-term stress, if the holidays do not energize you, can definitely dampen things down. Because if stress is chronic, your body can actually go into the fight or flight mode. Chronic stress can just trigger that, and that definitely shuts off your sex drive. Because fight or flight will shut down all your non-essential processes. 
and sex and digestion and actually decision-making, all those things can be affected by long-term chronic stress. I'm really glad you mentioned the good stress aspect because I think sometimes we just talk about stress and people will be like, well, I don't know why this is happening. There's actually a lot of good things going on. I shouldn't be that stressed. It's like no changes can be stress or big events Mm -hmm. coming up. Like, you you know, when your grown kids getting married, y'all know how that was. It's stressful. And Mm -hmm. one of the stressors going on for me is we're five weeks away from finally being in the house we ordered over a year ago to be built, which is exciting, but it is stressful. Mm -hmm. You know, different sources of stress, you know, depending on what's causing the stress, it may be something that just takes a lot of our time and mental energy and just leaves us with a lot less to put into other things, including sex. That's what I was thinking about is like, what is the, what are some of the obvious effects of what's going on internally, like with cortisol and all of that? Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's fatigue, you know, mental, as you said, Chris, mental and physical fatigue, and just feeling like you're so pressed for time that you can't make room for anything else. You don't have the space or the margins or whatever you want to call it. You know, there have been some days when I, especially when I was teaching and it was the end of the semester and I had so many papers to grade, I would wake up at, you know, five in the morning and already feel behind before I even set up. Yeah. And starting the day that way does not make for a good day. I had a good friend in college who used to say, I have so much to do. I just want to take a nap. (laughs) (laughs) Which is so true. Like when you feel overwhelmed, Mm -hmm. sometimes the thing that your body is telling you to do is just shut down and retreat. And so if that's how you feel at that level of fatigue, you know, it's hard to then be like, and also have sex. Well, no, you, you don't feel like that. You just feel like cocooning. Okay. So what about the holiday season is particularly stressful, especially for women? all the shoulds, the things you think you should be doing. And you've got teacher gifts and Sunday school programs and all sorts of things. And we often feel like we have to do all the things. And then holidays are also this, have this extra stress of doing things that meet family expectations. And it's not just what we do in our own homes. It has to do with whether we're carrying on some three-generation tradition in baking, using the right recipe for the pumpkin pie or whatever. There's just a lot coming from a lot of different sources. Chris, let me just offer, don't be shooting on yourself. <laughs> ah, <shut up. laughs> I've learned to let go of a lot of that, but that was a huge issue, especially when my kids were little and I wanted to make the holidays perfect for them. There is no perfect. Mm -mm. And the year I I... finally said, I don't even care. Let's just do whatever you want was the best Christmas ever. (laughs) I find gift giving to be stressful because I want it to be good. And then, you know, I have my list, but then also have to shop, have to stay in the budget, I have to find the right thing, and is this the right thing, and then get it wrapped and get it to the right place. At this point in my life, there's several gifts that have to be shipped, and you have to make sure those get shipped in time to arrive, and and like it or not, that tends to fall on me. And already, I'm also the family calendar keeper, not because I signed up for this, it's really just because none of us is good at it, but I'm the 
least, least bad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the least bad calendar keeper. And so if I don't do it, no one will get anywhere where we're supposed to be. And but that just falls on me. And then that it's like I'm supposed to keep everything else going that is happening the rest of the year. And then I had to add these things on to an already busy schedule. And it just it's felt that, like it's a that lot. Whole, it's that whole thing of women carrying so much of the emotional load mm-hmm. for their families. So it's not like, you know, it's not an extra thing you have to go out and do, but it's like a constant thing in your mind. Hey, this calendar, am I keeping up with it? Are people checking it or, you know, it's like a constant mind thing. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I remember early in our marriage, especially my husband had certain expectations of me that I wasn't aware of, like buying the g- gifts for his parents. I just assumed he should do that. And then he said, well, but you do that. My mom always buys the ones for my dad's parents and sisters. And I thought, oh, well, there's a conversation we forgot to have in premarital counseling. For me, the stress is from wanting to do all the fun things. Mm-hmm. I I enjoy parties. I like organizing parties. I like helping to organize parties. But that was super stressful. Even though I liked it, it depleted my energy reserves. I would forget things. So I had to learn. Gay, you'll love this. I had to learn to say no. I love that. but but I also had to figure out how to what to say no to how to say no and what to say no to so I prioritized what do I love the most and then I took the top two things and that was in addition to the traditional stuff like the cookie making and I you know I'm just I'm not doing as many gifts this year we switched out gift giving into more experiences which helped tremendously once our children, they got to be about college age. So gifts aren't quite as a, much of a burden. But, so for me, it was just learning to say no. And don't you think that there's a lot of external pressures, especially when your kids are young? I remember feeling these just in conversations of, oh, have you taken your kid to breakfast with Santa yet? Have you gone to see the lights yet? Have you done this? Have you done that? Have you? And then you start thinking, oh, I guess I'm supposed to do these things or my kid is like, mess, you know, missing out. But then I was thinking, okay, well, I'm past those days. Apparently not. We're moving into this new neighborhood and we actually went to like a neighborhood community meeting that they do every now and then. And they were talking about how the different neighborhoods in this community had chosen a theme for everyone's yard decorations. Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. I would oh, die. Yeah. And there was the, the woman who was heading up this meeting was like super excited about, okay, so what we're going to do is this, this, and we're all going to have these kinds of things and, and blah, blah, blah. And I, mean, I guess I can say it because it's not like she's listening to this. Santa's workshop. We're going to have Santa's workshop. And so, you know, there's these things here and there's these things here. And I was going to get this elf, but like, it was like hundreds of dollars. So I guess I decided not to do that. And, da, da, da. Oh. and, we, and I was just thinking, Dial it down, honey. Like I am, <laughs> I'd be going. I I'd be going. Hey, I have a theme for you. Going on. National Lampoon's Christmas <laughs> Vacation. <laughs> I would just put a sign up that says "Ditto," and then you're done. I know. I was like, look, I'll be lucky to get a wreath on my door. Yeah. So if if anyone's thinking you that they really want to see some great Christmas display, Santa's don't, workshop theme, don't drive by my house. <laughs> That's not going to be it. <laughs> 
I would just curl up in a ball and weep at that meeting, I think. Well, I don't know. There was a there was food there. So. Oh, well, then you're <laughs> fine. I think that it's particularly stressful for women because we have carried forward some traditional roles. Mm-hmm. However, I do think there is a transition now, although it's still not 50-50. I am seeing more husbands step up. And even in my own world, Dave used to hate putting up lights around our house. I'm not sure why. I think my some kind of mishap in childhood or something. But he's stepping up and he's doing that kind of thing now because he knows that I love it. And I think I'm seeing that in our neighborhood that there are men who are stepping up to take the kids on the, we have instead of Halloween traditional trick or treating, we have like this parade. And so there's just as many dads taking their girls and boys in their costumes around the neighborhood as there are women. I think that's a good sign. That's cool. I will say that for years, it's my husband that hands out candy to kids who come by, not me. So, you know, he's the one who gets more involved there and that's nice. Mm -hmm. Then I don't have to have that, which actually, I don't know, you wouldn't think that's a stressful thing to do, but. (laughs) I hate answering the door. I hate answering the door too. I hate it. (laughs) Who's there? It stresses me out. I don't know who's there. No, you aren't on my list. (laughs) (laughs) Another thing that I think is stressful for women at the holidays is it can take a toll on your physical health, which adds to your stress. So you know, you may be getting less sleep because you're shopping late or wrapping late or having to go to more events. You know, you may not be able to eat as well as you normally do because you've got these church things and kids' school things. And so I think over a few weeks is stressful on your body and your mind if you can't really take care of yourself the way you would like to. Mm. And Gay, you're going to love this comment. It's also a time when it's hard to just find time to go out and move your body. And thank you. Where I live, (laughs) that's the time of year. It's during the holidays that things start to get cold. And so, you know, all of a sudden going out just for a simple walk around the block might involve boots if it's snowy or you have to find your hat and your gloves and all that. And so, you know, a lot of people would just say, oh, it's just too much work to find all my stuff and go out for a walk. So... Yeah, it just, it's just really hard to find time to do the things that are good, and the things that work quickly aren't so good for us. Right, and now let's hear a word from our sponsor, Share the Soap. One of the things that's really great about Share the Soap is that they have so many products that are designed to help make us feel relaxed and beautiful. I love Share the Soap's Everyday Face Renewal Serum. I use it every single day, twice a day. It's very gentle, natural oils and some essential oils. Very nice for mature skin, <laughs> but I think it would be nice for younger skin too, because even though it is oil-based, it soaks in very nicely and just really moisturizes your skin and make it soft, but not greasy. I love her bath bombs. I get the romance bath bombs ugh, and I give them as gifts too. I just love them. A lot of the soap products are made with milk from goats that they raise themselves. There are a lot of good little gift packages that she'll make available from time to time. So, you know, if people are looking for gifts for kids, teachers, and all some of those things that are stressful, there's a lot you can get at sharethesoap.com. But we'll have the link in our show notes along with that discount code. 
All right. How do the stressful parts of the holiday holiday season typically affect women's feelings of uh, sensuality and sexuality and their interest in sex? Okay. So I will also say that you're mentioning the weather, Chris, and this is also the time of year that a lot of people will experience seasonal depression. And that has been an issue for me in the past. And so I know this now and I tend to make sure I get out in the sunlight or grab my light therapy box or something like that. But that can be a downtime is you don't have the same level of energy for anything, including sexual intimacy. But you're also having to expend more energy on these other things. So you have even less left for sex. And then just being in that mode, you don't feel sexy. You feel just down and blah and like crawling into bed with, I don't know, tall glass of chocolate milk and watching Netflix. (laughs) 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 You know, I do try to do a lot of baking around the holidays. And when I've been spending all day touching ingredients and doing this stuff, I just don't want to touch anything more, including my husband. I just want to have kind of hands off and have some peacefulness around me. So just different activities that come with the holidays and stress. It just is already a different kind of demand on my body. I will say that when I am super stressed, a hug from Dave does feel uh, calming and comforting and helps when I am overwhelmed. I know that sounds counterintuitive, but hugs do promote oxytocin and those types of things. So could counteract cortisol a little bit. But but if I am super stressed and there's a million things going on, that like that second week in December when there's church, school, the work, all all the holiday things. Sex usually doesn't happen that week. <laughs> and do they still do this because I felt like there was nothing more energy sapping for me than an elementary school holiday room party. <laughs> oh. I mean, okay, that's where we're different. Cute. I was cute the room as can be. mom. Oh, you're the room mom. I, I was, was the like, room mom. I refused to be the room mom organizing that <laughs> and then there would be and here's the other thing oh, is there would be like so sorry so i liked it <laughs> but the moms also would one-up each other too would be like well these are homemade cupcakes and be like oh well i made some too but they're all in shape of you know i don't know santa santa's oh. belly <laughs> yeah and like oh well i found this recipe for these little elf candies and the thing is and the I brought kids. Oreos. I know. The kids are like, whatever. With the red filling, like, though. <laughs> doing the ones cracking open the the store-bought thing from the bakery. <laughs> cracking open the plastic. <laughs> hardened icing on the cookie. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't know if they... St- I mean, there's a whole generation of children that might be missing out on those room parties because of COVID. There are a lot of schools that no longer require or allow homemade treats Mm -hmm, either. Because of the peanuts and allergies. Well, because of allergies, allergies, but also because of food preparation standards. And I don't know. But I, you know, we always had the school parties, the Sunday school stuff, the extra concerts. I'm so glad my kids are not little anymore. That was, that was such, it was wonderful and exhausting. And it was so hard to even think about sex. It's like everybody else wanted something from me. And then my husband did too. Give me a break. 
Sorry, that's how I felt. <laughs> that's honest. That's honesty. All right. Well, maybe so maybe the most important thing. So what are some things that women can do during the holidays to reduce stress and also to make space in their lives for sex and intimacy and be able to enjoy it? So you know us, we're not ever saying just make time for it. We're saying how can you really make space for it so that you both can enjoy it? And how can you lessen some of that holiday stress? Take naps. <laughs> if your body's telling you, I have so much to do, I just want to take a nap, then that's probably exactly what you should do. And just recharge when your body says to recharge. I think it was such a great idea earlier to just figure out what to say no to. I mean, you don't have to do all the things. And also, if someone else looks askance at you for not doing something that they find to be important to the holidays, that's their issue. You know, you and your family need to come up with what are the right things for y'all. And if it doesn't make sense to someone else, so what? They make their decisions and the things that they do may not make sense to you, but that's okay. We can all make different decisions about what we want to take on during the holidays and what we want to say no to. Yeah, I think the most important thing is to remember why we have Christmas in the first place. I mean, it really isn't for the material things. You know, Christ was born so that we could have connection with God. So I think the most important thing, of course, is celebrating the birth, but is connecting with people. It doesn't need all the other trappings. Just being a bright spot in someone's life. I think a really helpful thing to do is to start early, like November maybe, and just sit down with your husband and talk about what the two of you want the holidays to look like and to decide what things are important to you. What are like traditions or activities you really want your family to do? And what are the ones you just don't care about? You know, so taking a Saturday to go out with the kids to find the perfect Christmas tree and cut it down and then go home and make hot chocolate. That may be really important to your family. And Aunt Betty's holiday dessert party may not be, you know, so and I mean, there are, you know, probably a hundred different things like that. But just being I think being intentional about it and sitting down early before the really the pressure starts and saying, here's what's important to us. And this is what we're going to focus on this year. Yeah, one of the best things that I did in the last few years is get a tree. You're saying there's this great tradition I know a lot of families have of going and cutting down a tree or selecting the tree that's just been cut down. I have always lived with people of allergies where that's, I've only ever once in my entire life had a real tree in my house for Christmas. So since they're artificial anyway... I finally got one that you just like, it flattens and then you just like pull it up and it just like attaches. I don't know how to say this. Basically, I could put up my Christmas tree in 10 minutes, if not five. And it's this little, I don't know. Uh, it's I'll a Dr. Seuss tree. Notes. And somebody said, well, does it really look like a tree? And it's like, eh, it's tree-ish. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you put a bunch of other stuff around it. You put the little decorations. You put the gifts. It's fine. And I love it. And for me, it was always a big stressor to put up the tree. And finally, I said, I'm not doing this anymore. I want a tree, but we got to find something that works for me because I'm stressed every single year about this. We used to get a real tree because my husband and kids insisted on it. And one year I said, okay, I'm so tired of being the one to sweep up the needles and deal with watering the tree. So we're going to get a, an artificial tree that's pre-lit. And then so we have a little bit of the smell all by a wreath from the, the Boy Scout troop. And so we still had some of that smell. 
So that was my solution. One of the things that I've, I've been thinking about what causes me a lot of stress over the holidays, and it's the fact that I am a gift, I'm horrible at gifts and I'm a procrastinator. So this year I decided that even though I probably won't start shopping until mid-December, I was at least going to start thinking now about what I plan to get. So I actually started my Christmas list already, and it's not even November yet. This wow. is like first time in my life. Wow. I know yeah, I what also, to get for one person. <laughs> I have a spreadsheet that I have now used year after year, and each year I just add a new tab in it. And so I can actually tell you what I got people years back. And that way I can see what I got last year or the year before and make sure I vary it. Or if they loved it, I can remember that and do it again. So that's actually been helpful to track that. I mean, it's just an Excel spreadsheet. See, that stresses no. me out. Yeah. You know, Just thinking about it. That was great. But here's the other thing about the gift giving is I met a mom the other day that did what you were talking about earlier, Bonnie, the, the experience stuff. She said years back when her kids were little, they decided they didn't want to do all the gift things with their kids. And so they decided to give them an experience. Every year, they basically tell their kids to pack. Their kids are older now. And they say, pack for someplace warm or pack for someplace cold or pack for this or pack for this kind of activity, whatever. And their kids just go pack, but they have no idea where they're going. And basically, I think it was, she said Christmas morning or something or Christmas Eve. Anyway, that's when they're like, okay, we get in the car and they go to the airport or wherever. And the parents surprise them on where they're going. They've been to like Disney World. And I think when you're to Grand Canyon. Wow. You know, my thing is change how I do gifts. But I also know some women who are so stressed partly because they start gift shopping so early and they just can't stop. Mm. They think, oh, I, you know, I found this other really cute thing, but then that means I have to buy something else for all these other children. And it becomes a different problem. So for some of our listeners, it might be start shopping later. Mm. Or limit yourself because I just brought up an idea with my sister recently. And I said, you know how I always stress about the gift giving. I said, I think I've decided this year I'm just buying everyone's presents from Bucky's. There you go. So if you don't know what Bucky's is, listeners, Bucky's is a Texas-sized convenience store. Like my sister bought a rug there. I mean, I don't know. It's just like they're now like, in the southeast. So people in Florida uh, and Georgia and North Carolina, we just they're going to know Tennessee. First one in South Carolina. It's big, ain't it? So yeah. yeah. And I was like, I could legitimately do all my Christmas shopping there, and. Because of who I am, I would be like, oh, it's a challenge. And that would be exciting to see what I can get everybody at this one store. Yeah, I think it was just a mental shift for me that I don't have to perform for anyone. And I put up lights for me, like on the outside of the house. But that's for me because that's that's one of the things that give me joy. But it was just a mental shift. And it could the mental shift could have come because my children are older now. I am starting to have some grandchildren. But just the, the trappings, the materialism, I'm just over it. That's kind of where I've gotten to. That's how I'm reducing my stress. I'm over it. That's good. <laughs> I'm what just about, so what over can people the do? What can people do if family expectations? Ooh, like I'm one. thinking about really about extended family expectations are stressful or not in line with what mm -hmm. a listener and her husband want to do? What what can we do about that? Yeah. So I have a situation and since I'm over a lot of things, um, I'm also over spending a lot of time with this person because they're very toxic. And I know that's a real 
overused word these days, but just very negative and demeaning and critical and things I don't want in my life right now. So the decision is I don't go to that house. We, we can go and get that person and maybe go to dinner. If that person comes to our house, it's only for an hour or two, if possible. We're just minimizing the time. And it's a pact that Dave and I have made because he, he knows, he understands. I think even if it's not a toxic situation, a lot of times you have the pull of both families, like the husband's family wants you to be there and then the wife's family. And then you end up, I mean, and there's been those movies where people feel like they have to go or TV shows where they have to go to several different Thanksgivings or Christmases to satisfy everybody. And I feel like it should be okay to say, here's what we can do. And here's what we can't do. And just realistically lay it out. And recognize that, you know, if you have this, a good relationship with them, a reasonably good relationship, you want to spend some time or do something, or maybe it's like every other year or just let them know, but it's okay to say, this is as much as we can do and still keep our sanity. And if they overreact, that's on them. Yeah. Yeah. We did the every other year bit because we were, we were remote from our families. We lived hours, you know, six, eight hours away. So every other year, but once the kids got to a certain age, we stopped going. Because it was more about us creating our family traditions now rather than going and being a part of grandma's family traditions. That's interesting because I actually switched it is my rule was when the kids were little, we would always wake up in our own house on Christmas morning. And then when they got older, I was like, yeah, whatever, we'll travel. Well, it was partly I wanted them uh, my my parents and Dave's parents were much older. Mm-hmm. So it was, I wanted the kids to have memories of them, especially as yeah. children. Yeah. Now we only have one left. So they've, you yeah, know. No, I, I think that's great. I'm just, I guess I was giving mine so people mm-hmm. could see that everybody comes up with the thing yeah, that works for them. Absolutely. And it's fine to do that, but, but to set some boundaries. And it, oh, I think yeah. it's especially hard early in your marriage when you're still trying to figure out how to build your new unit of family while you are still working on trying to figure out how to not be just your original families. And we had, we had a lot of discussion about that and it was very hard. Both of us had to figure out how to compromise. And I think we ended up switching back and forth every year for Christmas, but then every Thanksgiving was my family and every Easter was his family. And that seemed to work for a few years. And then when it stopped working, we were willing to change something. So we didn't stick to this is the way we always do it. So it mm-hmm. has to be done like this for eternity. Yeah, you reassess after a while. You do. You you watch the seasons change. Kids kids grow, get into new things or out of things, and it's good to assess. All right, last thing. Any sex tip for the holidays? Make love in front of the Christmas tree lights. Not always, <laughs> yes. not always, not always feasible, but bodies, <laughs> bodies look much more elegant under just Christmas tree lights. For me, I feel like... Positive affection and flirtation are even more important because we don't necessarily have the same amount of time for lovemaking during the holidays. I feel like there needs to be sort of more sensuality and sexual playfulness outside the bedroom so that when we do get there, we're good to go. And there's a lot you can do about that. I mean, hey, you can hang up mistletoe in your house and every time you walk past the same place, you have a kiss. There's some really great Christmas music too. Don't you have some? I think I have oh, a man, Christmas intimacy playlist. Don't you? Have ancient. Too? Yeah, somewhere. Well, anyway, <laughs> we can pull we might out. link to those for anyone yeah. who wants a little inspiration uh, on some romantic Christmas music too. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, for me, building sensuality comes from the smells of Christmas. I love the green, you know, pine. I love the cinnamon. I just love all those smells and, and wassail, you know, mm, love some wassail. But another thing that can help a stressed wife, this is for the husbands, I know they're listening, is to be observant about where she needs some help. What can you do to help ease her burden, ease the stress? And then actually in the long run, it could be a bonding thing where you, you're you both working towards the same goal and it can become very much a um, intimacy building exercise, which does translate into the bedroom. She'll be more relaxed to be able to enjoy. Along those same lines, I would say to women listening to us that when you want your husband to help you with something, be very specific and mm-hmm. concrete. I would build up so much resentment because my husband just, why don't you help me do Christmas? Well, he had no idea what that meant to help me do Christmas. And I didn't really know either. But once I started being able to give you know, specific tasks or here, here are the three things that are most important to me for you to be involved in, can you just take care of it? Things got a little bit easier. It was easier for him to please me and easier for me to just get that off my plate. Mm -hmm. Husbands cannot read minds. No, they cannot. But also, wives, if you are giving it to them, you have to let them complete it in their way. It may not be your exact way of doing it. You have to let that go so that you can ease your burden, let him accomplish it the way his personality would accomplish it. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. But like when our boys were, I don't know, elementary, middle school age, the age before they start saying they want cash for, for you, know, <laughs> you know, we would talk about what we were going to get them, but then my husband would take on the responsibility of going to get it. That was great. That was a burden off me. But like you said, I just have to like let that go and, you know, trust that he's going to do it in a way that's perfectly fine. I think also just take a long-term view and take a, you know, set your mind on things above sort of view about all of this, that some of the things around the holidays that you think matter so much in the moment really don't. Other things do matter because they will be memories and they are things that matter to you and they make you feel more intimate or they honor God or, or serve your community, whatever those things are. But also... When you're thinking about that, you can also think how sexual intimacy in your marriage also has a longer term benefit. And so you don't want to neglect that. I think you need to be a little realistic because honestly, it's okay if maybe you don't have as high a frequency when things are going kind of crazy around you. You just don't want to neglect it entirely. You want to make sure you stay connected to your spouse because that matters in the long run too. Something just dawned on me that's been super fun in the winters around here is that we have a fire pit now. So we'll bundle up and sit close with the blankets around us and have some hot toddies. And, and that's mm-hmm. that's sensual. And we may be exhausted and nothing happens later, but it's a way to connect. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a good I agree, Jay. We hope those tips are helpful to you as we head into a busy time of the year. And we'll also have links to a number of resources and articles and blog posts that can give you further ideas for de-stressing the holidays and letting it still be a time of fun and intimacy. Be back with you in two weeks.